Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich. We're so excited to talk to you about something that is really on our hearts today, something that has really carried us through the years of ministry and life with the Lord, the journey that we've been on with Him. And uh, we're just excited to share really authentically from our hearts today some real personal experiences in ministry. And we're going to be talking about keeping the fire on your heart burning bright. Yeah, and we just want to encourage you that if you are blessed by this podcast and blessed by our message today, just to continue to hit that like button to make sure that you hit the subscribe and follow button so that you're notified of new podcasts when they come out. And again, like Benjamin said, we are just so excited that you are joining us today. So here we go. (laughs) Absolutely. And friends, you know, it's one of the most important things in our life with God to continue to burn bright in our hearts for the Lord. So many people start out well, either in life or in ministry, in their walk with the Lord, and they peter out. The fire burns out over time. Different things happen that cause the fire to to burn low. And we want to talk to you about how we have kept our fire burning through a lot of different seasons with the Lord. And Tara, you were sharing with me the other day just something that we were talking about. You were having a vulnerable moment and touched your heart. Do you want to just share about that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to keep it real. I definitely am in a season right now where I feel like I'm doing a lot of the mundane things. I'm not necessarily out there preaching, teaching right now. What I'm doing is taking care of our home, taking care of our children, making sure that we purchase groceries so we have food. Just those simple things that's kind of have been my priority right now, homeschooling, all of that. And I was just having a vulnerable moment, Benjamin, and I was looking at you and I was like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing that's significant to God right Mm -hmm. now? And what am I doing that's making an impact in the earth? And I was just having a low moment and I just was really really impacted by your wisdom to me, your love to me in that moment, your encouragement to me in that moment. You just were reminding me of what it took to keep the fire burning on the altar. And I don't know if you want to share kind of your insight to me in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. It says in Leviticus chapter six, starting in verse eight, and the Lord gave the entire nation of Israel a priority. And that priority was that the fire would be kept burning. It says in Leviticus 6, verse 8, The Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons this command. These are the regulations for the burnt offering. The burnt offering is to remain on the altar hearth throughout the night till morning, and the fire must be kept burning on the altar. The priest shall then put on his linen clothes with linen undergarments next to his body and shall remove the ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed on the altar and place them beside the altar. Then he is to take off these clothes and put on others and carry the ashes outside the camp to a place that is ceremonially clean. The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Mm -hmm. Every morning the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. And what I was sharing with you, Tara, and what I was encouraging myself in, even as we were talking, is we've been in ministry many years. You've been in ministry right around 17 years. I've been in ministry right around 20, 21 years. There's been a lot of seasons in that. And people think of ministry and we think of our lives 
before the Lord as having significance if we're doing something that we deem to be significant. Right, right. It's our perspective. What do we believe is significant? Mm. And I've been to 39 nations now and ministered all around the world. You've been to at least seven or eight nations yourself, Tara, and ministered on several continents. And there are seasons where we're doing that kind of stuff, and then there are seasons where we're doing more mundane things. And if I had to sum up the whole of my ministry, it would be the mundane things. I mean, it's mostly the mundane things. It's not mostly the things that people think are significant or that even we think are significant. And in this passage, these few verses that are here in Leviticus, it's like all these different specific commands that have absolutely nothing to do with spirituality. It has everything to do with practicality. It's like put on clothes, put on different clothes, keep the fire burning, put the ashes outside, outside the camp into a ceremonially clean place and keep the fire burning and do it every morning. Wake up, add firewood, arrange the burn offering, burn the fat, the fellowship offerings, fire has to be kept burning. It's like all this practical stuff. And so that's what I was sharing with you. And yeah. I mean, honestly, really an, an encouraging reminder that most of the ministry of keeping the fire on the altar was the mundane things. It mm-hmm. was getting the firewood. It was like you were saying to me, making sure that that sacrifice is on the altar. Well, that was a bloody, dirty business (laughs) to get the sacrifice ready and prepared to put on that altar. It was removing of the ashes. It's making sure there's enough oil, all those different things. That was the ministry. And we sing these songs. We were actually just singing them, fire on my altar may it never go out. We sing these awesome songs, but we don't realize the work Mm -hmm. and the faithfulness in Mm -hmm. just doing the simple things Mm -hmm. that most of the time go unseen Mm -hmm. except before the Lord. Right. And I think you hit it on the nail when you said it's all about our perspective of what's significant. And even when you were talking just a minute ago, Benjamin, I, I was thinking about how we live in such a media, a social media driven culture. Right where literally probably 90% of people, and I'm guilty of this myself, are in front of our phones. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on whatever social media is popular in the moment. We're on and we're gazing at these pretty pictures. We're gazing at these beautiful ministry moments even. We're gazing at these amazing, spectacular things that people are posting. But what we rarely see is the work and the sacrifice Mm -hmm. and the mundane moments that go into making those picture-perfect memories or those, you know, I don't want to lighten someone having a special moment, but we focus so much on those things that average us that's sitting here right now we will maybe deem our life insignificant because it doesn't look picture perfect or it doesn't look like someone else's life because we're comparing ourselves to each other. Right. And God just wants to see the faithfulness of our hearts, the faithfulness of our yes. And I know I needed that reminder in that moment that me being faithful to make sure the laundry is done and we have clean clothes every single day or just those simple things is pleasing before the Lord just as much 
as going to the nations or preaching on Sunday morning or you name it, so on and so forth. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the only thing that is truly significant to God is that which is significant to God. (laughs) I'll never forget this story that Jeremiah Johnson shared on his Facebook about this guy that wanted to meet him and he arranged to meet him in a coffee shop and Jeremiah was excited to meet him and he had seen him on social media like you were just saying and he had seen him in all these different places and all these different conferences his picture on all these different conference flyers and announcements and all of that and Jeremiah came to the table and this guy started weeping uncontrollably Mm. and Jeremiah was kind of taken off guard and he said what's wrong Mm. you know what's wrong brother and this guy proceeded to tell him how he believed he was called to full-time ministry he had basically told these people at these conferences, the hosts of these conferences, the hosts, pastors, leaders of these churches, I'll come for free. I'll pay my own way. You don't have to pay me any honorarium. I just want to be there. And he believed that it would take off after he did that a few times. People would see the significance of his life and his ministry and his calling and all of that. And that people would then invite him and it would be like a snowball effect and he just needed to invest in this initial type of thing well this had gone on for year after year i think it was like maybe two years a year Mm -hmm. or two years this guy had burned through all of his money his family and his kids were really in a bad place his wife was in a really bad place wanting to leave him because they had no provision they had no anything and they had taken a loan they had burned through the loan all of that and jeremiah was just trying to help this guy realize listen Paul in the Bible said, if you don't take care of your family first, you're actually not fit for ministry. That's so good. You're not called to ministry if you're not called first to the ministry of a husband, a wife, a father, a mother, a grandmother, grandfather. That could be in the natural sense, in the spiritual sense, if you don't have a natural family. There are so many things that we deem significant that I wonder when we get to heaven, is God going to actually say that they're significant? I remember when I was a kid, I've never forgotten this experience. When I was a kid, I was in a line getting food. I think it was like a fall festival, something like that. And we did those in light of Halloween. We didn't do Halloween at my church growing up. We did a fall festival and the kids still got candy and had fun, but we didn't celebrate any of the things that are, in my opinion, occult in their origins that that Halloween is extremely occult. And there was this guy that was mentally limited. He was trying to pick up these pretzels and he couldn't pick them up. He couldn't get his fingers to work the right way. They were smaller and he was trying to pick them up. And I actually kind of get choked up thinking about it now because I went around and I picked them up for him. Mm. And this woman noticed, her name was Irene Cobb. She was Dan and Gladys Cobbs who were probably listening to this at some point. Dan's first wife that was an amazing woman until she developed a bit of a disease and it limited her mental capacity. And she pulled me aside and she said, Benjamin, you're called to ministry Mm. and ministry starts by doing the thing that you just did Mm. doing those type of things over and over and over again and i've learned over the years that it's those type of things that are seen by the one who sees the unseen even when you were giving that analogy of how you were going around and helping by picking up those pretzels and when you said that that woman looked at you and said this really is a sign that you're called to ministry. My spirit kind of leaped when you said that. And I felt like the Lord said, no, that is the ministry. Come on. Like the change in our perspective of you going around and serving someone 
is ministry. That is ministry one to another. Right. It's beautiful. And so I hope that this even speaks to your heart right now that maybe you feel like you're in an in-between place and you were doing something significant and now it feels like you've hit kind of like this dead end and you're just doing, you're either hitting a wall or you're doing the same things over and over again. Or maybe you feel like you haven't gotten to your dream yet, but you're just doing the normal thing and being faithful to your yes and just keep on plowing. And that was my encouragement. Just keep going, Tara. Don't stop. Keep giving your yes and change your perspective and know that by you being faithful to collect that firewood to put on the altar so that flame does not go out, does not go unseen by the one who we're truly doing this for. Right. We're doing this unto Jesus. We're doing this for Jesus. It's not for others necessarily even though we're called to serve each other we're not doing this even for ourselves. we're doing this for him Mm -hmm. and so just reminding ourselves that this is for jesus like Mm -hmm. all that i do is unto jesus and make everything that you do an act of worship absolutely i think we also need to demystify ministry yeah there's a way that ministry needs to regain some fear of the Lord, a lot of fear of the Lord, actually. But there's a way that ministry needs to be demystified because we're all called to full-time ministry. Mm. It's not a question if you are a believer and are listening to this. If you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are called to full-time ministry. It's not a question of whether you're called to full-time ministry. It's a question of what full-time ministry you're called to. Mm. Are you called to the full-time ministry of mothering? Are you called to the full-time ministry of going around? And I just was listening to Jesse Green on Saturday night, I believe it was, at the conference. And she was talking about, you know, Jesse's been featured in lots of TV shows, lots of magazines, all of that, because they were baptizing people in the Pacific and having a move of God when the government of California, in California, when the government told them, we're going to arrest you, you can't do this. Our friends Ben and Jody Hughes were also involved with that. And so they gained notoriety through that. But they don't know the things that Jesse did before that notoriety and Mm. she was talking about how she went around Huntington Beach area in California and literally knocked on every door and did door-to-door evangelism for years and didn't see one person get saved not even one person now they're going all around the world they were just in New York City they just were in Nigeria they're going all around the world her and her husband Parker and they're seeing all these salvations but people celebrate that right but they don't celebrate sometimes the seed that was planted that made that thing that we Mm. deem significant possible. That's so good. So don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise the seeds you're sowing now for your future harvest. And don't despise the ministry that God has given you. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I would rather be doing something small for Jesus than doing something quote unquote significant for the enemy. And sometimes the biggest enemy is ourselves. It's our own ego, our own agenda, our own whatever. And so be encouraged, friends. You are having an impact. Your life matters. That was the question you were asking yourself in your vulnerable moment, which we all have our vulnerable moments. You were asking yourself, man, does my life matter? Mm -hmm. Does my life have significance? And friends, the answer for Tara was yes. The answer for me is yes. And the answer for you is yes. Your life matters. Mm -hmm. You are significant to God and so many people that you might not even know. And so be encouraged. We're going to pick this up again 
in the next couple of weeks and do a part two of this and share some practical, even some funny stories about <laughs> how we have served and uh, done some really practical things to keep the fire burning on the altar. So this is Benjamin and Tara encouraging you to keep the fire burning. And we'll see you again next time on Igniting Hearts podcast. God bless you. Be blessed. Be blessed.